1: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Carving It Up live, right here on Facebook Live, YouTube, and on Twitter. As always, I am Bryson Carver. And the NBA world just got shaken up big time. Kyrie Irving has requested a trade out of Brooklyn. I am wearing a Kevin Durant Warriors jersey. The two happen to tie in a bit. I'll get into both topics as we go on the show. Obviously, starting with with the trade request individually to start the show. Also, discuss that the biggest. The biggest team that's being floated and has been floated for, I'd say, the last seven, eight months as a possible future destination for Kyrie Irving has been the Los Angeles Lakers. And some are saying, hey, this, this could make the Lakers a title contender. No, it won't. I will explain why later in the show. Also, John Rivera, the Fan Perspective podcast. Looking forward to getting him on here. He's going to talk about the trade requests, what he thinks about it. John, John's great with the NBA. Uh, look forward to having him on. He's also great with the NFL, his Jets. Uh, are possibly making a move for Aaron Rodgers sometime soon. We'll see what happens with that. Get his his uh, perspective on that, the fan perspective, of course. And we'll get his Super Bowl 57 prediction. Uh, had Alfred on the show yesterday. He's got Kansas City. Alfred's also a Jets fan. Shout out to Alfred Parso Jr., the Rocky Field Jets podcast here on The Grid. So be sure to check that out. And at the end of today's show, I'll discuss D'Amico Ryan's being hired by the Houston Texans and why. And dear Lord, do I hope I'm wrong on this, but I think it's going to be an abject failure. And not by D'Amico Ryans, but by the fact that I'm not sure he's going to really be put in the position to succeed in his new endeavor. But first, we got to start with the news that Sham Sharani broke on Twitter at approximately about 10 minutes before 2, Eastern Time. Brooklyn Nets all-star Kyrie Irving has requested a trade. League sources tell The Athletic. The franchise has been informed that Irving prefers to move on ahead of the February 9th trade deadline or he will leave in free agency in July. And we would find out about 20, 30 minutes later from Adrian Wojnarowski, one of the other great sources, of course. Woj tweeted, quote, there were some talks on a new deal for Irving, but no deal was reached and a trade request was delivered to the organization today. Sources tell ESPN, Irving can leave the franchise this summer as a free agent. So, long story short, Kyrie wants out of Brooklyn. Now, does this mean he has played his last dribble as a net? Who knows? He requested a trade last offseason after KD also requested a trade. And, of course, they both ended up staying. So, as we sit here today, the Brooklyn Nets are among the upper echelon in the Eastern Conference with Milwaukee and Boston and Philadelphia. And Cleveland, for that matter. Cleveland's having a good season. And I'd say December, early January, you start to hear... Some buy-in by the media about, hey, Brooklyn might be a contender. Y'all watch out with those Nets now. Kevin Durant, once he gets back healthy, he's been out the last few weeks with, I believe, an MCL injury, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, Kyrie Irving doing what he's been doing on the court. averaging 27 a game. His shooting splits are outstanding. One thing I've always said about Kyrie, dude is incredibly efficient and is underrated in terms of his shooting ability. One of the better shooters the game has seen in quite some time, even though he's been overshadowed by guys like Steph, Clay, and Damian Lillard, Kyrie is a fantastic shooter and a fantastic overall offensive force. We understand all that. And the bench, you got Joe Harris, Nick Claxton is playing well. You've got Seth Curry doing what he's been doing, right? Jacques Vaughn replacing Steve Nash has been a huge upgrade of head coach for him. Now, I never bought into the Nets because I didn't think that they had the... The, uh, the the defense to stop teams like Milwaukee or Boston. Philadelphia, we can argue about, but now we can't. Philadelphia is going to be a better team, it looks like, pretty soon. But as for Kyrie Irving individually, does this surprise me? No. That it came today? Maybe. But that Kyrie Irving requests a trade six days before the deadline? No, that didn't surprise me at all. This is who he's been. His whole career. And the argument I've always made on the show about Kyrie Irving was, as great as he is, and Lord have mercy, is that dude talented. He is is a pleasure to watch in the basketball court. What's his career without LeBron James? What is it? First three years of his career, put up good numbers, struggled with injuries, but won an All-Star Game MVP in 2014. But his first three years in Cleveland, the Cavs were awful all three years. But then they got LeBron. And they went to the finals three straight years. And then Kyrie was like, you know what? I'm tired of being Robin. I'm Batman. I'm going to go to an alternate, uh, alternative destination. Leave my own team. I don't need LeBron. Goes to Boston. Gets hurt a month before the playoffs. Like, ah, Celtics are dead. They, they're done. Yeah, they actually got to within a game of the NBA finals without Kyrie. With kids. With a 20-year-old Jason Tatum. And a 21, 22-year-old Jalen Brown. Terry Rozier was their third best offensive player. A year later, they got Kyrie back. We're like, okay. These kids got to the Easter Conference Finals. Put Kyrie back in that that mix. Oh, watch out for the Celtics who got gentlemen swept in the second round. And Kyrie was horrible in that series. So he goes to Brooklyn. And plays 20 games. And the Nets have a better winning percentage without him. Then with him. The next year, Kevin Durant comes back fully healthy, ready to go. So we're like, okay, let's test the Katie Kyrie experiment. And a couple months, I'm sorry, a couple weeks into the season, Kyrie out of nowhere says, I'm gonna take time away because I'm disturbed by the events that happened at the Capitol on January the 6th. And while anybody with a brain that's screwed on right was outraged at what happened and why it happened, we still had to go to work. Okay, we still, people still had to do what they had to do and school, work, whatnot. Kyrie said he's above it all. Disappears for two weeks. We actually ended up finding pictures of him at a, a club, but that's neither here nor there. Comes back and predictably gets hurt before the playoffs. So again, we talk about the best ability as availability, and oftentimes that is where Kyrie struggles even more so than when he takes his inexcused leave of absences. The next year, we know about the vaccine controversy. Missed over half the season. Nets go into the playoffs as the seventh seed, and they get swept right out of the playoffs. Now, Kevin Durant deserves a lot of blame there. Let's not not detract any of the blame from KD. But Kyrie had some part in that. And then this season, getting in trouble, getting suspended for posting the link to the anti-Semitic film on Amazon. Why that film was on Amazon? Not sure. But why Kyrie posted it Not quite sure that one either. Thing I've always said about Kyrie, he is a remarkable basketball talent. I've never questioned that for a second. He's a lot. (laughs) It is something every single year. And it's incredible to me that he came back from a suspension from posting the anti Semitic, uh, the link to the anti Semitic film. About mid-November, early to mid-November, comes back. It's like, okay, he's come back. He's apologized. Let's see how it works out. And worked out pretty well. He had a, I remember he had a buzzer beater against Toronto. Again, averaging 27 points a game. Many argued, hey, he's been available for the most part. He should be an all-star. I can't say I would have necessarily fought against it. I, I don't necessarily think he was. But if you think that, I, I'm not going to fight you on that. He's a great player. And then the trade request. It's amazing to me that Kyrie Irving thinks two and a half months of good behavior, which is how it was reported by all the media members surrounding the Brooklyn Nets, would give him a contract extension. That's what I get a kick out of, is that Kyrie's like, okay, we put that all this stuff behind behind me. We're gonna go to the table. Me, and my representatives, which from what I'm hearing, his his representative, his agent, is a stepmother, which is a bit odd. That's why I'm, uh, you know, it's why I'm a little concerned about Lamar Jackson, his contract negotiations, but that's another discussion for another show. He goes to the contract, goes to the table to negotiate, according to Woj, at least. And uh, they don't get a deal done. The Nets proposed a contract that Kyrie reportedly found insulting. Now, we don't know the numbers of that. Maybe we'll find out as time goes on. But I have to imagine it was a, I don't think the money was the issue. If I had to make a prediction, if we end up finding out Shams, Woj, or one of these insiders report, hey, Kyrie was being offered $35, $40 million a year. That's about what he's making now. I'd give Kyrie Irving that money per season in a heartbeat. It's how many seasons that I would focus on. And I guarantee you the Nets were talking about, hey, two, three-year deal. Three-year max. And I have to imagine Kyrie Irving didn't like that all that much. And that's why we have the news that we have today. So, the thing I've always said about Kyrie. It's always something. Whether it's off court, on court. Uh, his avail- his availability. His ability to stay on the court. And again, ultimately, Kyrie Irving's career without LeBron James is what? He's really talented. There's, there's a lot of those guys. There's plenty of those. Tracy McGrady was talented. He's one of the greatest scorers ever. We don't ever talk about Tracy McGrady as oh you like you you had to see him play, like you just yet. You we could say that with Kyrie, but is it fair to say he's Tracy McGrady with a ring with arguably the greatest player of all time? I mean, if Tracy McGrady gotten the opportunity to pair up with LeBron or Kobe or I don't know the Spurs with Tim Duncan, I'm just saying it's something to consider. Now as for the team that appears to want Kyrie the most, that would be the Los Angeles Lakers. Let's talk about them. So the Lakers as we sit here today are a couple games out of like the 7th seed. They're there they're like they're right there in the standings. And I I still regardless of a Kyrie trade or not, I still hold true to my prediction that I had before the season that the Los Angeles Lakers will make the playoffs this season. are starting to find a little bit of a groove. LeBron's obviously playing out of his mind, the focus on the scoring record has, has only heightened, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's like 63 points away. So he's he's very, very close. He's going to break it sometime in the next two or three games. Anthony Davis is back. He's looking better and better. Had a great game last night. Finished that game well against the Indiana Pacers. They acquired Rui Hachimura. Uh, I think Darvin Ham has, has done a good job in terms of once these guys have come back in the lineup, getting his his rotations in order. Things are looking up right now for the Lakers. There's no way that they should make the trade for Kyrie Irving. If the argument to trade for Kyrie is, but it will make us title contenders, I respond with, no, it won't. The biggest concern, one of the biggest concerns, rather, that we've had about the Lakers all season long is, A, they don't have depth. B, they are guard heavy. And they corrected that problem a little bit by trading Kendrick Nunn for Rui Hachimura. Obviously, Hachimura is is a long wing, really good defender. Can knock down an open shot. Uh, it's really good in the paint. Like it was a it was a good deal for the Lakers. I, hats off to them for making it. They got Schroeder, they got Patrick Beverly, they got Russell Westbrook. Now, the notion is they'd have to give up at least one or two of those guys and draft picks. Austin Reeves, obviously there, but you give up depth. For a guy who, first of all, you're not even sure is going to be there long-term. And people say, well, LeBron Kyrie, last time they were teamed out made three straight finals. That was then. This is now. Number one, they were in the Eastern Conference, which was terrible. Like, not to take credit away from the Cavs because they blew through everybody through that three-year run to East. I think, only, if I'm not mistaken, I think two teams took them six games. Two. In that three-year stretch. They were dominant. That, that was, those Cavs teams... If they hadn't run to Golden State so many times, they probably would have won three straight championships. That's how good they were. But Lebron is in it was in his absolute absolute prime back then. Kyrie, I think is in his prime now, but you don't know when he's going to be there. You darn sure don't know when Anthony Davis is going to be there. I, I've coined the nickname "Always Down." AD's always down, not Anthony Davis. So you mean to tell me that your hopes and dreams for a championship? Rest in LeBron's hands, which you know, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna refute that for a second. It's still LeBron James, he's still one of the five greatest players in the world. No issue with that. But his help is Anthony Davis, who can't stay healthy still. I mean every time he goes up the air, I wince because it looks like he's about to twist his ankle. And your third option is Kyrie Irving, who a couple years ago when he was the third option of James Harden. Didn't go so well, which is why James Harden wanted to leave. Many reports came out of Brooklyn when James Harden requested a trade and ultimately got it to the Philadelphia 76ers that Kyrie was his biggest issue. That was the guy he had problems problems with the most. You're telling me now he's going to be the third option in a contract year for a team that has championship expectations in Los Angeles? No. If you're the Lakers, unless... Heck, you don't have the guarantee that he could come back. Kyrie could tell you, "Hey, I'm going to resign." He told the same thing to Boston. Remember, he in Boston at the TD Garden, had the microphone. I'll, if you have me, I'll stay. Proceeds to leave nine months later in the off season. That, that you you don't know how this guy is going to feel when he wakes up out of bed every morning. You don't know where his health is at physically. There's, it's nothing but a big question mark with one Kyrie Irving. And yet, that's who the Lakers want? To me, if I'm the Lakers, here's my mindset. You've got LeBron. Your goal is to keep him happy. I promise you, if you bring in Kyrie Irving, he'll be happy for the short term. Once the playoffs roll around and either Kyrie or AD or, God forbid, knock on wood for him, both... Are dealing with injuries and LeBron's like, well, we gave up our depth and I'm having to carry us again. You think that's going to make LeBron James happy? LeBron wants guys who he can take a back seat, uh, take a back seat for occasionally. As great as LeBron still is, he's not in the in the stage of his career where it's all gas, no breaks, 48 minutes, get on my back, I'll carry you to victory. That that's not he can't do that anymore. He's still great. He's still one of the five best players in the world. He can't do that anymore. Otherwise, the Lakers would have, wouldn't have would have won 33 games last year. So, I, a Kyrie trade, it makes zero sense. It makes zero sense. To me, if I'm the Lakers, <laughs> I've been saying this, folks. I've been saying this for almost two years. Almost two years. Anthony Davis, all those first-round picks for Damian Lillard. You see what Damian Lillard's doing this season? He could talk about how loyal he is to Portland, how he wants to retire trailblazer. That's all fine and good. And he wants to win a championship in Portland. He's compared it to like when Giannis won a championship in Milwaukee. Giannis had an opportunity to leave the Bucs. He decided to stay, and that season he won a championship, and you saw how much it meant to Giannis. Dames talked about the same thing. But we're 11 years in. Dames averaging darn near 30 points a game. And the Blazers are below 500. Dame and LeBron need each other. Package AD. Picks. If you have to package a Russell Westbrook, who's playing well off the bench this year, his stock is way higher now than it was a year ago. If you got to include an Austin Reeves, maybe a Lonnie Walker. If I'm the Lakers, I'd be very wary on that. Lonnie Walker's been really good for him this year. He's coming back from injury. Um but he's been good for him. Thomas Bright, whoever, you go get Dane. You go get the guy who's always available, who always pay, plays big in the playoffs, who's won playoff series as the man. You don't get Kyrie Irving. If Rob Palenka does this, I'm not sure, sure so sure isn't it, it, it isn't career suicide. Listen, I don't like the Lakers because I'm a Warriors fan, but the NBA is better when the Lakers are relevant, and it's certainly better when LeBron James is competing for championships. A Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard trade puts them far closer to that. Maybe not necessarily this year, but certainly next year, because then you fill in the pieces around those two. I don't get it. I I, I, I saw the, the tweet from Magic Johnson. He'd love to see Kyrie in the purple and gold and all that. It sounds good in theory. But so did the big three Nets, and they won one playoff series in four years. Kyrie, KD, Harden were together for, what, a year? And they won one playoff series. Talent-wise, probably the greatest big three that we've seen. Talent-wise, on paper. NBA championships, sports championships are not won on paper. I To me, it'd be ludicrous for the Lakers to trade for Kyrie Irving. It's the same, I said the same thing when they traded for Russ for different reasons, but nah, this ain't gonna work. Patrick Brown, what's up, Patrick? He says, Brooklyn's title hopes are done. What a disastrous tenure for the 7-Eleven experiment. Sadly, this should be a stark warning as to who uh, who you uh, don't give the keys to. Yep. And as far as KD, and I'll, I'll get to KD. You best believe that. I will get to Kevin Durant later in the show. I may even get into a John Rivera who we're going to have on in a few minutes. But what does it mean for his future? Because KD would not have been a net without Kyrie Irving. Like Brooklyn was not one of the teams on his radar, but his, his thing was, I just want to play my best friend, which I thought was insane. <laughs> Especially, and again, I say this all the time. I'm not just saying this because I'm a Warriors fan. If KD had left Golden State, which is the most well-run operation in the NBA, obviously the best team, the best coach, the best general manager, probably the best owner, now the best arena, if you leave Golden State for Boston, or if you leave Golden State for Miami, I'd, I'd have hated it. I'd have disagreed with it, but I would, have, I would have understood it. Those are well-run franchises who've won a lot of championships, got good role players, great coaches. You went to the Nets? What, because you wanted to play with your buddy? Really? Really? I mean, come on now. Listen, I can be friends with anybody. Anybody. But going to work with my friend is not going to be the number one thing on my priority list in determining where I want to work. who The question is, where do I have the best opportunity to succeed? If I go with my f- best friend to a sinking ship, that's cool. I want to go with my friend, but it's it's not it's not gonna it's not gonna amount to anything. Yeah, I, I, I from day one from day one I never understood where Katie's thinking was. I get it. Listen, Katie is an individual who is a challenge seeker. He's somebody who, when he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State, he's like, man, I don't have a ring. I want to, I want to get a ring. Well, he got not one but two, and helped Golden State get to a third straight finals. And obviously, he unfortunately ruptured his Achilles in Game Five of that series. But that off season, again, we the writing was on the wall. He was going to leave after that last season. But when you started here, that it was Kyrie Irving that he was worried about teaming up with. By the way, Jimmy Butler was a free agent. Uh, Anthony Davis is going to get traded at some point, probably to LA or elsewhere. Kawhi Leonard was a free agent. There are plenty of guys he could have teamed up with. Kawhi's a little weird, but listen. Kawhi has led a team to a championship. For for what it's worth, he was the best player in a team that won a championship. Kyrie Kyrie can't say that. I don't know. Patrick Brown. KD has to be be a ticked-off guy right now. As everyone has said, why leave Golden State where it was all golden? But it's a decision that KD will live to regret. Brooklyn won't get past the first round this year. In part, Patrick. I don't think they're gonna have either of their two stars. Superstars, rather. I think at this point for the Brooklyn Nets, again, I don't know if Kyrie's going to be traded. I'm I'm not here on this show to make a prediction as to where he goes. I've read that Dallas is an option, which I don't I don't think Dallas would work at all. Two ball dominant players. That that's I mean, I I could maybe see how to work. I mean, look, Jason Kidd's a great coach. He was a former point guard, after all. And I mean, Kyrie is more of a two guard than a, than than a one. But I don't know. I just that that seems like a weird fit. Who was the other team I saw? I think Phoenix. I could see Phoenix uh, as as a possible destination. Um, their championship window's darn near shut if it isn't already. I, I could at least see where they're coming from. But man, that this is. This is very interesting to see where this is going to to turn out in the long run for for Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. Because if he doesn't get traded, I think I think they shut him down for the year. Like Kyrie, we know Kyrie. When he says something, when he believes something, it is 10 toes down. I mean, it took him what a week and a half to to apologize for the anti-Semitic Semitic documentary. I mean, it's it's 10 toes down. Like this is this is who he is. All right, so I definitely wanted to get this guy on the show today because uh, he is somebody whose perspective, the fan perspective, of course, I really respect. Uh, so joining the show now to discuss the Kyrie Irving situation, which just broke a few hours ago, would you please welcome John Rivera to the, uh, to yeah, the Carving up? up podcast. What's up, John? John? Not much, man. What's going on? Doing well. Thank you for coming on the show on, on such short notice. Uh, right off the bat, when you saw the Kyrie Irving news, what was your first reaction?
0: Uh, I was a little surprised at first because, you know, he was been playing good with Brooklyn, you know what I mean, not really missing no games. Like uh, I everything seemed well. And then, you know, even last week he was like, oh, I want to stay with Brooklyn. Uh, let's talk about a contract extension. So I was like, cool. And then I let it sit in and it was all calculated. Oh. Calculated, You know what I mean? By him asking for, you know, let's talk about contract situations and they didn't want to talk about anything. And it's around the trade deadline. Yeah, so it's definitely calculated by Kyrie. So, ain't surprised. You know, he can't be surprised by anything with Kyrie these days.
1: Yeah, and that's, that's kind of what I've always said is as a talent, you watch Kyrie for two minutes, you're like, talent-wise, he's probably one of the ten best players uh, in the NBA. Uh, the handle, the scoring, I've always said Kyrie is one of the most – Efficient play. I don't think he gets gets enough credit for how efficient he is as a scorer, uh, right. averaging twenty seven a game, for that matter. But the thing I've always been concerned about is is availability, whether it pertains to off court stuff, whether it pertains to his health. Now, his health hasn't been a huge issue this year, uh, to his right. credit. Um, but it's always a question mark. It's it, it's always something every year. So, for do you think he gets traded? Because I think it's on the table that they sit him for the year if they're not able to find a trade partner in the next six days. Uh. Nah, you know what?
0: I I think they trade him. I think they trade him because they don't want to, you know, lose him for anything because his contract is up after this season, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, he's a free agent in June. Yeah,
0: right, right. So I think they just give him up, man. Uh, get the best value for him. I think whatever trade they do, the player they get back might not be, you know, on his level, but they'll definitely take like the two first rounders. You know what I mean? Say if they get, say if they get uh Russell Westbrook and two first rounders, you know. They'll use them two first rounders and try to flip another player and get a good another good player over there you know what i mean because they got to worry about you know to me the second best player in the league at the moment to me is kevin you know kevin durant so they got to make him happy as well so they got to do something with that so that that's the that's the bigger fish i think i think the yes. Kyrie thing i think you just wash your hands with him um definitely talk to kd you know see what's going on see how he's feeling about everything and uh Yeah, so get the best trade, you know what I mean, for Kyrie. Get the two first-round draft picks, like I said. You want to get Russ, get Russ. I was even thinking, you know, even my bulls, say, for instance, because we're in limbo right now. We're not playing as great. You know, that Lonzo ball. Yeah. Injury definitely set us. Like, we had, like, at least, you know, conference championship, you know, levels with, with all them players together, and his injury really, you know, messed us up, so. We're in, you know, I'm hearing whispers about the Bulls as well. So I would definitely, to me, like I said, I was just thinking of my GM hat. I would give up, say, a first round pick, maybe, and uh, Alonzo Ball say, you know what I mean? This is a player that you're going to get next year. At least you have somebody in house that's proven to be a good player in a first round pick. And, you know, I think for Kyrie, I think he'll work good with the uh, DeRozan. And then maybe you try to move from Levine and get somebody, you know what I mean, to fill that spot. So.
1: Well, you is hit on a some, point that to I put out there. yeah no for sure. I, you hit on a point that I really wanted to get into is that the how this sets the KD domino into motion is very fascinating. That right. the only reason KD even wanted to go to Brooklyn was to team up with Kyrie. Like it wasn't if, if you, the Brooklyn was never going to get just the one individual player. Uh, they right. had to you know get 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 those guys a pair. Now with Kyrie's Brooklyn career seemingly coming to an end pretty soon. What do you think the future holds for KD? you think he stays in net? Do you think he stays committed? Or do you think he's he's already looking elsewhere as we speak?
0: Like I said, I think if the, if the Nets don't do anything other than, like, Kyrie, like, say, like I said, they trade him and they just get the picks, like I said, and maybe Russ. I think it's a 50-50 chance that he's the next one. Like, it might not be this year, but, you know, in the summertime, it'll definitely be explored, and he'll at least give the Nets – you know, the summertime too, and free agency to see what they get. Because, you know I mean? Without Kyrie, the Nets aren't really a good team. You know what I mean? To be honest, they're they're on a playing maybe with KD. Yeah because, middle of the pack. yeah, because he's LeBron. Like I said, if LeBron's on your team. You got a chance to be, you know, in the playoffs at least. It don't matter who you got around him. So I think, yeah. So if Kyrie gets traded, which I think he will, like I said, Brooklyn's just going to wash their hands. I don't think they'll sit him because. Uh, you know, the playoffs, you got a chance to make the playoffs and, you know, save the season a little bit. So, yeah, so that's the bigger domino, but I think it's a 50 50 chance that he's not in uh, Brooklyn anymore as well. And we'll go from there. We hear, You'll start here in the golden state again. You know what I mean? Uh, I think the grizzly one is out the door. Cause I think grizzlies just, just that talk and everything about him. And then Jaron Jackson, uh, you know, he made an all-star team. So that might help the trade yeah. though, actually, obviously. But I don't think he wants to go there with that noise over there. But, um, yeah, so it's definitely going to be – I think this trade and the Kyrie mess is more on KD, if I was the Nets. So I'll just focus more on KD than anything. Man. Like I said, Kyrie's been that headache for the last two years. You know what you're going to get with Kyrie, you know what I mean? So, definitely.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I definitely feel there. So, I do want to shift to the NFL for a little bit because uh, mm-hmm. I, I had our man uh, Alfred on the show yesterday, who's a, a fellow Jets fan, as you are. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, he's he he he, he said I think, I think I remember him saying that he thought there was a forty percent chance that, that you guys land Aaron Rodgers. Uh yeah. and, and that certainly seems to be the primary focus for the Jets in terms of, of upgrading the quarterback position this offseason. What what yeah. are you thinking in terms of do you think Aaron is the number one trade target? You think they should go get Lamar Jackson? Uh I know Jimmy G's in the market, Derek Carr. Like what's what's sort of your thinking on that for the Jets quarterback situation?
0: Listen, man, uh as a Jets fan, you know how you know the history. I know, you know, you're a young cat, but you know a little history about the Jets and, you know, free agents flirted with us a lot, man. And we all got left at the altar. A lot of times, you know what I mean? The only free agent we landed and that's because we had the most money was, you know, Bell, Le'Veon Bell a few years yeah. ago. Other than that, people use us as bargaining chips, as negotiating, like Dominic Masu, like he used us a couple yeah. years. You know what I mean? So, but to get on back on topic. Uh I love Rodgers, man, but I don't want to get my hopes up because he's a guy that he'll wait to the last minute to literally make his decision. And I'm afraid that we'll lose out say on a Derek Carr seat flakes. Hmm. Like he's like my second option. Obviously Aaron Rodgers, I don't care who you put him in in the league. You taking him. Like I take him over sure. Lamar Jackson, you know, over a lot of these cats, you know what I mean? So, obviously you want Aaron Rodgers, but I don't want to lose out on this car situation because I think this car situation is going to happen within the next couple of days. Like that's what the he, reports he, are saying. Yeah, you see him being in Vegas, like nah, like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> he's already talking junk. He's staring the pot. He's like, I'm not going to negotiate anything, and obviously I wouldn't either because he's he got all he got no trade clause. All the ball is in, is in his court, so he he's he's going to win regardless. But like I said, I'm afraid of us waiting on Rodgers putting all our eggs in that basket. And Derek Carr goes, and then we now not. We have to wait to free agency and get Jimmy G. I like Jimmy G, he'll be an upgrade, but he can't stay on the field. Right? Uh, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill, I'm hearing. Like, yeah, we need that guy, man. We need that guy, and that guy is definitely Aaron Rodgers. And I see 50 50 because how he's talking, and he likes that's the end of the road. When it's the end of the road, it's time to break up better now that we're still happy with each other than when we're. Really bickering, you know what I mean? So. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I, w- I wish I wish we get Rodgers, and I hope it happens soon. But I don't want to get my hopes up, man. Like I said, as a Jets fan, you get your hopes up, man.
1: I listen, listen. I I can hear the pain in your voice right now. You you, you <laughs> that fan base, man, has suffered a lot, and I I respect y'all for it. And I think long term, I think Carr is probably the better answer, Uh, just because the fact he he seems to be more durable, certainly mm-hmm. seems to be more committed. Does he give the upside Rodgers does? No. Um right. But, you know, this this is a guy who's dealt with a lot of crap in, in Oakland and Las Vegas and still came through it looking pretty good. So, last question before we get you out of here. Yep, Super Bowl good. 57 is in nine days, <clears throat> excuse me, uh-huh. between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm just going to ask you point blank, John Rivera, who you got?
0: Who I got? See, I don't want to spill the beans too much, you know. Okay, okay, got, that,
1: that's fine, that's fine. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, because we got, you know, our Super Bowl special. I'm going yes. to call, call you to give... Your opinion on it as well, you know. I man, we doing it on Sunday, so I'll give you a shout. But um, yeah, All I think right. it's gonna be a great game, though, man. I think the two teams that deserve to be in there are in there. I did have Cincinnati, because just how they was rolling, and they had a KC yeah. number, but you know they talked a little too much junk going in there and barrel head, and they they their confidence got too too high, and you know that bad man and and that defense that came to play took care of their business and. You know, even on your show and you know, I've talked, you know, I've been on Philly all year. You know that. I've been yeah, been high on Philly and they just steamroller, man. They look like a well oiled machine, man. And they definitely gonna be here for the next couple of years. You know, get Jalen Hurts gonna get paid. And like I said, they got a nice nice talent over there coaching. So it's gonna be good. But like I said, it's gonna be a good game overall. I do see uh, you know, mid mid twenties, you know, twenty nine. 27 type of game 31 27 type of game. It's going to be close. It's going to be entertaining, man. So I can't wait to see it man.
1: It's, it's going to be a good one. That's, I do agree with you there. Once, once we get the prediction from you, from the fan perspective, I'll definitely put it down. Uh, Cause yeah. you technically were a guest on carving it up leading up to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, John Rivera, I appreciate you coming on the show, taking the time out of your day. Too. Have a good one, my man. Appreciate you too, man. I was John Rivera of the Fan Perspective podcast? You can check out their show on all podcasting platforms. Always love having him on to bring the fan perspective. But uh, but yeah, he he makes some good points about Aaron Rodgers. That you know, if you're so intent, if you're so focused on that one, you know, the actually the right decision will kind of pass over, pass over your head. And I mean, look, something else too. We can say all we want about the Packers not being as talented as the Jets, and I would probably agree with you. Certainly, the Jets' talent has a longer, uh, they've got better young players than Green Bay does. But that said, you know, Aaron Rodgers had an opportunity against the Detroit Lions at Lambeau Field in what was essentially a playoff game for Green Bay. And he did what he typically does in these type of games. So, <clears throat> that's that's another aspect to it that I think you know makes makes a lot of Jets fans maybe like John kind of you know have give them cause for pause. Got a couple <clears throat> excuse me. Gosh, we got oh, some in my throat. Uh, Patrick Brown says, I wouldn't be surprised if the Clippers tried to make a trade this summer for KD. And we know who'd be the happiest person in the world, Skip Bayless. Yeah, Skip Bayless <clears throat> is is seems to be Ever since Kawhi joined the Clippers, seems to be like an adoptive member of the fifteen-person fan base in Los Angeles. I know there's like Clipper Daryl, Marcellus Wiley, Billy Crystal's a Clippers fan. Like there, it's it's like it. Everybody's like, well, how how do they sell out? You know, the Crypto.com the Clippers play there. It's it's very simple, folks. It's very simple. They get the 12 people in, they get Billy Crystal, they get Clipper Daryl, and they get Marcellus Wiley and all these people who are Clippers fans. And then they, 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 give, the other, they give the other tickets for free. Like, hey, okay, you want to see an NBA basketball game? Yeah, sure, why not? Picture yourself wrapped in its softness. Whether you're enjoying a captivating TV show, gathered around a crackling campfire, or cheering for your favorite football team, Minky understands your fall cravings. Our blankets are tailor-made for those heartwarming autumn vibes. With a variety of colors, they're perfect for complementing the hues of fall, as well as showing off your team pride with their vibrant team colors. And the best part? We've got sizes for the whole family, ensuring that everyone can experience the joy of cozying up in Minky's embrace. This fall, let Minky be your companion in creating unforgettable moments. Wrap yourself in comfort, share love, and relish the essence of the season. Minky Blankets, where warmth meets love, in every color, for every moment. Fall into one of our Minky Couture stores, or visit us online at minkycouture.com. Now, when it's Clippers-Lakers, you know, the Lakers fans got paid for their tickets. Right? Because that's the thing. You don't just get Lakers tickets for free. Clippers? Eh, forget about them. They're the Chargers. They're the Chargers. And Chargers, honestly, have been more successful if you look at history. Patrick Brown says, any team who acquires Kyrie will put, uh, will put verbiage in their new contract that will protect them down the road. That's going to be the deal breaker moving forward. And that is what's very interesting. Because... And again, we'll learn more, but all we know, let me pull up the tweet again from from Woj. Hold on, let me me get it back up from what he was talking about with the... There it is. So Woj reported, this is 20 minutes after the initial breaking news. He said that there were some talks on a new deal for Irving, but no deal was reached and a trade request was delivered to the organization today. Irving can lead the franchise this summer as a free agent. Again, I have to believe... I have to believe that the money wasn't the issue. Patrick Brown makes a good point. Verbiage. And I think years. I think Kyrie was asking for a four-year deal, a five year deal, with a player option in there somewhere. And that's like, why should we? You played 20 games the first year. You took two weeks off without telling anybody why the second year, and you got hurt in the middle of the playoffs. The third year, you missed over half the season with the vaccine situation. And then this year, you had the suspension due to the anti-Semitic film link. I mean, like, what what else? What have you done to— It's not like you've had some great playoff moments. It's not like, despite that, you've made multiple All-Star games, and you've had all these great playoff moments— no, actually, the team has been better without you ever since you joined. So that's that's what John John says. John John's in the comments. He says fifteen person. I it just. Yeah, I'm I'm sorry. I, I got to tell the truth. Amen. I mean, who do you, who do you know? I'm gonna ask people who live in Los Angeles or live in the West Coast minimum. Who do you know? It's Clippers fan. I mean, come on. I mean, my, my guy Barry Grant Jr. Shout out to Barry. He makes the joke about Clippers being in the basement. And these days, it seems like the Lakers are in the basement right there with them. But, I mean, I mean what are the... <laughs> I mean, that's what they are. They've been a one Western Conference Finals in their history. Now, they're better run now. Steve Ballmer and Jerry West, Ty Lue coaching the team. It's a good roster. What are we talking about here? This is like the golden era. This is like the golden era of Clippers basketball. It's like we need to hang a banner banner just for making the conference finals. It's like when the Indianapolis Colts, uh, who why they did this, I have no idea. They have two Super Bowls, which you know, two Super Bowls is not bad as a franchise, and they hung that banner AFC finalist. When well, they lost 45 to 7 in the AFC championship game to the Patriots. Like that's what it feels like. Taylor Swift has more banners at, 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 at the crypto.com. Or the Crypt, whatever you want to call it. If you still want to call it Staples, be my guest. Taylor Swift's got more banners than the Clippers. Come on now. It's ridiculous. Patrick Brown says, any team who signs him is likely a two-year, $80 million contract due to his track record. That's it. That's it. I mean, again, I would say, what in sport, in life, but especially in sports, that's why I think we love sports. Nothing is given, everything is earned. What has Kyrie Irving done over the last four years to earn it. Has his play been great? Yes. Been a lot of great players in the NBA. Not saying they're easy to find, because they're not. You guys like Kyrie Irving, talent wise, don't just come around, you know, every year. Like he's he's a he's a remarkable talent. Uh yeah, exactly. Grit grid network, which I assume is Barry. You ever seen anybody in a Clippers hat? Anybody? I mean, come on. It's it's, it's I mean, it's ridiculous, guys. Clippers don't have a fan base. Fifteen people. They let I'm sure they let the, the, the I'm sure the organization it's well run now. It's not the Donald Sterling Clippers. It's the Steve Ballmer Clippers. Steve Ballmer's a great owner. He he lets the players bring their families and and I'm sure staff uh, staff that works at the arena let them bring their families. Like that's that's what it is. Come on, it's ridiculous. But something else. I know we spent the whole show on Kyrie Irving, but one more topic. And then I'll get to the D'Amico Ryan's uh <clears throat> hiring to end the show. But last uh last NBA topic today. And John John hit on it, and I appreciate him for doing so. What's this mean for Kevin Durant? The only reason he went to Brooklyn in 2019, that summer, was to be with Kyrie Irving. Well, there's nothing attractive about Brooklyn. Yeah, they had a young core group of players. Yes, Kenny Atkinson was a good coach who Katie and Kyrie ended up getting fired. He's now an assistant for my Warriors. But, uh, what does this mean for KD? Need we forget that, uh, seven months ago, KD asked out of Brooklyn. Now he backed out of that after having a meeting with Sean Marks, with Joe Josiah, with Steve Nash, who is now no longer the head coach of the Nets, of course. He resigned that position. There's a team that resides in the Bay Area. Currently sitting here with a record of 26-26. and 26. I happen to be a fan of that team. They're the defending NBA champions. They've won half the championships in the last eight seasons. And they happen to be a team that Kevin Durant used to play for for three years. They are the Golden State Warriors. According to multiple sources last summer, according to Steph Curry himself in a Rolling Stone piece, they had discussions about KD. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
0: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
0: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Golden State is going on this right now. Now, to be clear. Do I think they can, as weak as the Western Conference is, get to the finals without Kevin Durant with this group? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. I think some of the fact that the Warriors are 26-26 and is is simply put. They don't care about the regular season. From the bottom of my heart, honest to God, I believe that. I mean, talent-wise, does this look like a... Talent-wise, again, we talk about the roster. Does it look like a 26-26 and team? Does this look like a team that returned... Most of their players from last year's championship team. They struggled defensively. Turnovers, listen, turnovers has always been a part of the gold, of Golden State's offense just because a lot of motion, a lot of ball movement. You're going to make a, a careless mistake here and there. But the turnovers have been out of control. Last night, it was really bad against the Denver Nuggets, who are having a great season, by the way. 30 points per game. Great wing defense can make up for a lot of that. You say, well, Bryson, how would they get this deal done? Actually, quite simple. So if you're the Nets, you're like, okay, we are going into a rebuild. If Kyrie wants out, if KD wants out, we are unfortunately stuck with Ben Simmons and that albatross of a contract. I don't know what they're going to do with that. But they do the reverse of what they did 10 years ago. Remember 10 years ago? Traded all those picks to Boston. For Kevin Garnett, an old Kevin Garnett. And I I, listen, I love Big Ticket. Big Big Ticket was one of my favorite players. I love love KG. But an old Kevin Garnett and an old Paul Pierce. And they won one playoff series. And Boston got all those picks. They got Jalen Brown and they got Jason Tan. They got the core of the team, basically. Through that trade. Brooklyn now has the opportunity to do the reverse. Except, on the other hand, Golden State... Doesn't get an old Kevin Durant. He's 34. He's not old. He's averaged 30 points a game on like well over 50% shooting. Well and he listen, he's not like a back to the basket guy by any stretch of the imagination. He can't score down low. But I, I mean, like I always say, if you had to build the perfect offensive player, you'd build Kevin Durant. The finishing ability, the handle, you know, the shooting from the outside, the mid-range is deadly. He's he's, he's a knockdown free throw shooter, high 80s. Guy, what does Golden State give up? I don't know if y'all have been watching. If you haven't, I mean, don't don't feel bad about it. I mean, the only reason I watch every dribble of every Warriors game is because I am a Warriors fan, just like you do with your team. Jonathan Kaminga looks looks really good. Athleticism, he's now he's now really kind of growing into his body a little bit. He's found a way to use that to his advantage to get to the rim. His three-point shots improved, and dude is shut down on defense. James Wiseman. Saw him last night. Just see him when they played Katie in the Nets in December. That potential's flashing. You don't, think, you don't think Brooklyn didn't see that in their own arena a couple months back? Have a hard time believing they didn't. And you're like, well, that's that that by itself isn't gonna get the job done. No, here, here you go. Hear me out. You're going to need to get a, a, a guy who's proven. A guy who's borderline all-star level. A borderline all-star level guy. A guy who seems to have a very weird relationship with the Hall of Famers in the organization. But a guy who is a bucket getter. Jordan Poole. But him the package. And then he attached multiple first-round picks. They say, well, Bryce, Golden State's going to be kind of terrible in like three to four years. Maybe less. Yeah, sure they will. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. But as I always say, this is why I committed the 49ers when they traded for Christian McCaffrey. This is why I committed the Rams last year when they traded for uh, Von Miller and went out and got Odell Beckham Jr. When you have a team that can compete for a championship, when you have a roster that is good enough, Or borderline good enough to compete. You strike while the iron's hot. You have to. And don't tell me that Golden State isn't at least a little interested. And KD isn't at least a little interested in coming back. Woj reported it last summer. Multiple other sources. You don't think KD, after having to deal with weird Kyrie Irving for four years, is like, dang. Man, I miss playing young know, Golden State when I, you know, didn't have to deal with all these weird personalities. I could, in the words of Kevin Durant himself, just go hoop. There's no better destination in the NBA where Katie would get to do that than Golden State. Steph and Draymond, they're the leaders. Steph's more lead-by-example guy. Draymond's the more vocal guy. We know Katie and Draymond are cool now. The incident four and a half years ago, thats that, that's old news. You still have Andrew Wiggins. You still have Kavon Looney as your big man presence. Dante DiVincenzo has been great for Golden State off the bench. Has been excellent. Has been an outstanding replacement. And I love Gary Payton II. I wish we'd have kept him. But Dante DiVincenzo has been a remarkable replacement. Jamichael Green gives you size off the bench. And KD. Klay Thompson's averaging 20 points a game. Steph Curry's doing what he's doing. Had he not gotten injured, he probably would have been in the MVP discussion. Andrew Wiggins, he's come out a little bit slow since coming back from the injury, but he'll get his rhythm. You know, it's it's expected for a player coming off an injury to be dealing with that. Which is why I'm wearing the KD jersey, ladies and gentlemen. Listen, Kevin, Wayne, Durant, if you are listening or watching, which you are likely not, but if you are, you are more than welcome to come home, my man. This is where you have created your legacy. This is where you've seen the pinnacle of what winning basketball at the highest level is all about. No team he's ever played with. OKC, Golden State, or Brooklyn. No team he's ever played for. And KD would fit anywhere. He's a gr- he's an all-time great player. I think he's one of the 15 greatest to ever do it. Absolutely. There's no way he fits better than Golden State. way well, Steve Kerr runs that offense... Draymond coming off screens, getting easy shots. You're you don't always have to be the focal point every single night. And you're if you're the guy, even if you're the number two, I think Steph's a better player than KD. But let's just say he isn't for the moment. Your second best player this go around, Steph is durable. Is a guy who doesn't have to try to lead. He just it's it, you know some guys are leaders and some guys aren't. But Kyrie Irving tries to be a one. That's the problem. Kawhi Leonard don't try to be a leader. That's why I always give Kawhi. Kawhi plays into what makes him great. Kyrie at times does not in terms of his leadership. Steph doesn't have to try. He already is a leader. If KD's having an off die, that's fine. You got Steph. And Clay is not the Clay of old, but he can still get you 30. Especially in a game six. No good team in the NBA has more assets to go get KD than Golden State does. And I would argue no. There's no marriage, remarriage in this case in the NBA, where both sides kind of need each other more. Think the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant. Come on home, Katie. You, this is where you belong. Thirty-five is going to get retired. Got the two championships already, and the two Finals MVPs. Remember KD a year ago? Remember he put the Heat on his preferred trade list, and he put the uh, who was it the Suns cultures that were already established. KD let us know from the beginning this wasn't about him leading a team to a championship. He wanted to go hoop and go to cultures that were already set in stone. Let's pick back where we left off. More than welcome to come back, Kevin more than welcome to come back. Get the best duo in the NBA back together. Patrick Brown says, Golden State has the players to swing a trade for. Moses Moody, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, possibly Wiggins or Poole as a sweetener. You're going to, listen, you're going to have to include Wiggins or Poole. I prefer Poole because, again, I think there's a, a really weird dynamic between not just Poole and Draymond, uh, but Poole and, and uh, Steph. Again, Steph got thrown out of a game. He got so mad. At Jordan Poole. Steve Kerr chirps at Jordan Poole more than anybody from the bench. And Wiggins is the better defender, by the way. Yeah, Wig- Andrew, Wiggins come off the bench. You're like, boy, that you're paying a lot of money for a guy to come off the bench. They're already paying money for Jordan Poole to come off the bench. Kevon like Looney occasionally to come off the bench. Like the payroll, forget about that. That's We, do, we, we don't know about that. Uh, Patrick, okay, here we go. Patrick Brown, breaking news. Dylan Brooks suspended one game. All right. Uh, I didn't necessarily think I'd be talking about this on the show today, but first of all, thank you, Patrick, for for uh, for letting us know. Um, yeah, there you go. Okay, so before I get to that, uh, which, Patrick, you're the first to tell me, so I appreciate that. Thank you for letting, letting me know in the comments. But the NBA released a statement. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, basically they just explained what happened, why he was suspended. It says, Brooks will surface suspension Sunday, February 5th, when the Grizzlies play host to the Toronto Raptors. All right, so, so yeah, Dylan Brooks suspended. So, uh, listen, you guys know what I think about Dylan Brooks. I, I don't think my opinion on, on him is any different than literally any other player coach, or fan that lives outside of Memphis, Tennessee. He's a dirty player and he's a bum. That's what he is. He has no game. He can't shoot consistently at least. He has no handle whatsoever. He is terribly overrated as a defender. I mean, you, you saw what Donovan Mitchell said about him after the game. He said, I've been cooking this man. I've been, I've been doing this for years. Steph Curry can say the exact same thing. All right. LeBron James can say the same thing. Like they, they, it's like Patrick Beverly almost. They, they love the matchup with this guy. At least Patrick Beverly has made, made some all defensive teams in the past. Like Patrick Beverly, I don't think he's as good of a defender as, as we all think he is, as some people think he is, but he holds his own. This guy don't hold his own. Again, for those who didn't see the play, I don't have the video of it, but the Grizzlies were playing the Cavs last night in Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell, I'm sorry, um, Dylan Brooks drives the basket, gets his shot sent. Just, ah, get that out of here. This blocked off the backboard. Donovan Mitchell goes up and gets it. Dylan, they, they both collide. Dylan Brooks takes a swing at Donovan Mitchell's private parts. Donovan Mitchell gets pissed off about it, as anybody would. They get into a little bit of a scuffle, and they both get tossed out of the game. Now, I, I, was, I think I could speak for anybody who watches the NBA and saying we were on Donovan Mitchell's side on that one. Like the, all he was doing was self defense. Like, bro, you don't just hit a guy there and just get away with it. But he's been doing this. He's he's a bum. We saw what happened with the Shannon Sharp incident. He got so soft about what Shannon. And that's oh my gosh, this is what drives me crazy about the Grizzlies. I I'm telling you, there the, there's not a team in sports <clears throat> that's not a rival, because folks, Golden. Mem- <clears throat> Sorry, I'm keep having this thing in my throat, Memphis and Golden State are not rivals. Can we please stop with this? Please. What 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 evidence do we have? Golden State and Cleveland were rivals. They met every year in the finals. Cleveland at least got one. We had two Hall of Fame level players, two of the 10 greatest ever. One arguably greatest player in LeBron James. One of the ten greatest ever, Steph Curry. For a time, for 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 a, a couple of years, <clears throat> one of the fifteen greatest players, Kevin Durant. Memphis say done done yet. There's no team. There's no team in in all professional sports that is not a rival of one of the teams. So not the Florida Gators or Alabama, Georgia. Uh, in 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 professional sports, the <clears throat> the Lakers. Or technically a rival of Golden State. The Yankees, I can't stand the Yankees. Oh, I can't stand the Yankees. Uh, the Orioles. Outside of teams that are rivals with with my my teams, there's no team I, I despise more than the Memphis Grizzlies. I have not seen a team in sports, recently at least, I'm sure there's plenty of them in the past, that talks so freaking much and has literally accomplished nothing. They, they win a playoff series over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay, yeah, you know. A lot of great players have won. A lot of playoff series. I mean, <clears throat> Magic Johnson's a rookie, led the Lakers to the NBA championship. That's neither here nor there. Or he didn't lead him there. He led him in game six. But he's an integral part of, of doing that. Plenty of guys have won one playoff series. And John Morant's out here doing the gritty after beating the seven-seed Timberwolves. Again, I asked to Memphis, what have you done? What have you done to warrant all this jibber-jabber? You done nothing. And Dylan, but listen, I love watching John Morant. He's a superstar. He is. I love watching that guy play. But, uh, Remember about a month and a half ago when he told Malik Andrews that he wasn't concerned about anybody in the Western Conference. Remember, he said, remember, she she said, who, "Who who's who are are there teams you're looking at in the West as teams that are going to be? Because Memphis is a contender. I, I can at least acknowledge that Memphis is a contender." And she asked, ja, "Are there teams that you're you're looking at in the West?" He said, "Nah, I ain't worried about the West." That was his quote. Nah, I ain't worried about the West. Yeah, they're seven and eight against the Western Conference since he made that comment. And they're a 500 basketball team since he made that comment, if you include the Eastern Conference. And since the incident where Shannon, Shannon Sharp scared the you know what out of the Memphis Grizzlies, they are one and seven. Ain't doing a whole lot of talking now, are you? You never want anything. Shut up. And Dylan Brooks, especially. Bro, you a bum. Okay? Stop. You got no game. I hate to sound like Stephen A. talking about Kwame Brown. Back in, whatever it was, 2006, 2007, whatever year it was. But he's not not a good basketball player. He's after the cheap shot guys. He's an overrated defender. He's, at best, the fifth best player or sixth best player in the Memphis Grizzlies. And yeah, he's the one making all the headlines. Why? Because he's getting into battles, uh, you know, verbal altercations, because God knows, God and everybody knows, he he don't want no smoke with Shannon Sharp. None of the Grizzlies do. Dylan Brooks definitely don't. He's already getting into scuffles with other NBA players. Bro, your game can't back it up. Your team can't back it up. You ain't never done nothing. So yeah, he's, he's a bum. Sorry, just had to... I, I didn't think I'd be discussing the the Dylan Brooks situation. I think one game is too light, Patrick. I think it should have been two or three. I mean, he he you know he he swung at, a, at the like literally the last part you need to swing at on on a guy like, oh Lord. But at least he was suspended. That's all that matters. He's yeah, that's what he does. And then John John just has to come in and make it worse. He says, let's go Yankees. Anytime I bring up that team in New York, he always, always, always. I can always count you, John John. I love you, man. Appreciate you coming on the show. Last topic of the day. Please, please come to Golden State, Kevin. You're you're more than welcome to come back. Uh, Last, last topic of the day because uh, it just made me cringe when I saw this news. I got to be honest with you all. D'Amico Ryan's hired by the Houston Texans. And I'm not cringing for the reasons that you might think. So, first of all, D'Amico Ryan's used to play for the Houston Texans. He's a really good linebacker. Excuse me. And he has been an outstanding defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers. Like, as good as that defense was, listen, they got talent everywhere. We understand that. But ultimately, you need a coach who gets the best out of the talent. Like, Think about the, think about like the Philadelphia Eagles. Like we never seen Hassan Reddick do this, but Philly's defensive has gotten the best out of him. Coaching matters, as we know. I, I think coaching matters in the NFL to me more than any other sport. Like a coach is almost as valuable as a quarterback at this point. But but so D'Amico Ryan's the job he's done with this Niners defense. They were great under Robert Sala. They were shut down under D'Amico Ryan's. He's now the head coach of the Texans, and they did give him a six-year contract. So he's looks like he's it looks like he's going to be given more time than the last two head coaches. Although it's Houston, so you can never be sure. But I cringed because I was like, "And who? Listen, who am I? Who who am I to say whether or not human beings should take a job? Who am I to say that a human being should walk away for millions of dollars? I'm in no position to say that." But I hated it. Again, we understand it's the uncomfortable topic, but darn it, it needs to be said. Black coaches are screwed over in the NFL more than any other sport, and there's no organization in the NFL that screws over black coaches. Screws them over more than the Houston Texans. Just the last two years, they had David Culley in the 2021 season, in which they were competitive say so they won four games yeah they were supposed to win four games they weren't good deshaun watson asked for a trade they had they had a rookie davis mills out there they weren't supposed to be good and they fired him after one year then they bring in lovey smith lovey smith has uh, coached a team to the super bowl albeit it was it was quite a long time ago but he does have that on his resume houston again was not supposed to be good you know, of course, they won three games. They fired him. And now to get D'Amico Ryans. Is, and do, do I think D'Amico Ryans is going to be fired after one year? I doubt it. Although, again, it's Houston. So who the heck knows? But what worries me about this is because due to the clown ownership that's in Houston, Cal McNair in particular, The general manager. And the roster simply, folks, it's not very good. There's a reason, excuse me, there's a reason that the Texans have the second overall pick of the draft. They're not a very good football team. They're gonna ask this man to turn it around. And this isn't a situation like if he were asked to turn around Green Bay, which for all the all the criticism I've had of the Packers from the top on down. They have solid, not only great, but solid upper management. This isn't like being asked to turn around the New York Giants, which <clears throat> obviously Brian Dable has done masterfully. The Giants have good ownership, as do the 49ers, as do the Titans, as do the Ravens. Like In a situation where the rosters weren't good in any of these situations, obviously it's hard to bring a, a, a team from the Ashes to being a relevant team, even a contender, certainly. But Houston? No, that's a different story. It's like being asked to turn around Cleveland. It's bad ownership. They go through general managers like a kid goes through candy. The same can be said about how they go through coaches. And that's the Houston Texans. Now, in all likelihood, the Texans are going to select a quarterback. Is it Bryce Young? Is it C.J. Stroud? Will Levis? Who knows? We got a long way to go to the draft. We haven't even played the Super Bowl yet. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. But what worries me is that if D'Amico Ryans is not able to turn around the Houston Texans in two years, three years, he'll get fired. He may not get another opportunity. And that is the crappy, effed-up truth about it. Jim Caldwell... Was hired by the Detroit Lions in 2014. Made the playoffs his first year, went 11 and 5, missed his second year, went 7 and 9, made it his third year, 9 and 7, went 9 and 7 again his fourth year, missed the playoffs, and they fired him. He has never gotten a job since. Marvin Lewis took the Bengals to the playoffs year after year after year with Andy Dalton as his quarterback. Got fired after the 2018 season, has not gotten a job since. This is how the business is run. And that's what freaking terrifies me about D'Amico Rines. Because I think he's one of the bright minds, the bright young head coaches in the NFL. I hate that he, that he he was hired by the Houston Texans, that he agreed to a contract with them. Again, I am in no position to say what a, a, a grown man or grown woman should do, especially when you're talking about millions of dollars. But I hate this. I wish nothing but the best for D'Amico Ryan, D'Amico's Ryan's. I am pulling for him, man. But the NFL, more than any other league, is the good old boy system as it pertains to owners who ultimately make all the calls. I'm just worried that when it's all said and done, that should D'Amico Ryan's get fired if he doesn't turn around the Houston Texans, which, by the way, is a darn near impossible job to do because of the ownership. I'm scared that it'll, he'll never get another opportunity again, which sucks. Again, I'm pulling for D'Amico. I think he's a brilliant young coach. I would have much rather seen him go to a Denver, which for all the the issues there, it's a good front office. That we know. You know, uh, Arizona, even though it's been a little up and down, you've got talent there. Uh, The Bidwell family is competent. Not great, but competent. Houston can't even say that. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a messed up system when it comes to black coaches in the NFL. Has been for a long time. The Rooney Rule clearly does not work. I don't know what the alternative is. I've been saying that for a long time. I don't know what the alternative to the Rooney Rule is, but all I do know is we need fixing in terms of how how the hiring process goes. It's it's oh man, I'm so pulling for D'Amico Ryan's, but gosh, I hate that he took the Houston job. Hate it. I hate also hate to end the show like that, but I'm just, I'm just listen. I'm just being honest. I, I think it's it's. It's probably one of the three or four worst jobs in the NFL. I mean, this is the Texans are going to start their fourth straight season with a new coach. Fourth straight season. 2020 was Bill O'Brien. 2021 is David Culley. 2022 is Lovey Smith. 2023, it's going to be D'Amico Ryans. I hate it. Pulling for D'Amico, but man, anybody but him. Sean, I'd rather Sean Payton went to Houston as opposed to D'Amico Ryan's. It's, it sucks. Patrick Brown says facts. I second that notion. I just... it. it I mean, it, it almost... Like, when I saw the news, D'Amico Ryan's... And we had been hearing reports. Like, it's... we have been hearing stuff that he'd been talking to the organization. But, man, I just... And But, look, as I tweeted the other day, if anybody can turn it around, it's him. Because I do think he's that bright of an off—I'm sorry—defensive mind. We'll see, we'll see. All right, that is all the time we have for today's show. Again, I hate to end on a on a note like that, especially in such a chaotic day. To use the name of Patrick's podcast, the Chaotic Sports Podcast. But that is all the time we have for today's show. Thanks to John Rivera of the Fan Perspective Podcast for stopping by, as always. Be sure to check out his show on all podcasting platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, it, literally wherever you get a podcast, you can find the Fan Perspective Podcast. Him and Henny Dre, please go check it out. Thanks to John for coming on. Be sure to catch Carving Up Live on Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific time on Facebook Live, YouTube, and on Twitter. And also be sure to like, share, comment, and take two seconds out of your day. Hit that big red subscribe button. Helps the channel grow exponentially. Just uploaded a new uh, Patrick Mahomes Chiefs video on there. Be sure to check that out from Monday's show, from this past Monday's show, from the AFC Championship game. uh, We're in for a good Super Bowl. We are about to go into Super Bowl week. It's been a long season, although it feels like it's flown by. It's down to the last two. Have a lot of guests on next week. A lot of Super Bowl discussion. A lot of Super Bowl talk. Definitely looking forward to it. And, you know, not just the Super Bowl, but LeBron's going to pass Kareem next week. Like, just... uh, Listen, fast your seat belts cuz we are in for an amazing week in the world of sports. I cannot wait. So, uh yeah, and also last thing real quick before we get out of here, be sure to subscribe subscribe to the <clears throat> excuse me, to the Grid Podcast Network. <clears throat> excuse me. That is G R Y D, the Grid Podcast Network on YouTube where you can find my show, Patrick's show, Patrick's in the comments, Chaotic Sports Podcast, Barry Grant Jr. the All Even Podcast. He had a great show this past Saturday, although I didn't, I didn't care too much for how he discussed my man, Dak Prescott, but that's okay. Listen, there's, there's some points he made that I agreed with. You know, it is what it is. Uh, and you can find Ryan Flowers, Clutch Sports Talk. Uh, Alfred Parsar Jr., who was on the show yesterday. He's making some great, great content. If you're a Jets fan, if you're an NFL fan who just likes to hear talk about one individual team, we get to talk about all these teams all the time. If you just want to zero in on one Rocket Fuel Jets podcast is your go-to place. P- please go check out Alfred's show, his YouTube channel. Also check out his stuff on the grid. The Cowboys Canfan Fan podcast. Again, if you want to zero in on one team, check out their show. My guys in Canada, shout out to them. We got amazing content creators at the grid network. So please be sure to subscribe there on YouTube and listen to all of our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, as well as wherever you get your podcast. Have a great weekend, everybody. Please continue to stay safe out there. Please be sure to take care of your physical and your mental health. God bless you all. Peace out. I got to get a coffin. This is ridiculous. Thanks so much for watching the show on YouTube. Be sure to click that big red subscribe button and go check out the other clips and full shows of Carving It Up Live. Have a blessed day.